If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Paul Burkhart. Buddy, we're 102 episodes in, officially. I, I think two weeks from now will actually be our two-year anniversary, right? 52 mm-hmm. weeks in the year, whatever, I'm bad at math. Um, but um, we don't really necessarily have, we're not talking about a single game this week or a single piece of news. We're just going to bullshit. There's some stuff going on that we kind of wanted to go over um we've got a a game centered episode episode planned for next week that i think is going to be a lot of fun um we're going to have our buddy nick on to talk about red dead redemption 2 oh yeah yep <laughs> can't kidding. wait i'm just kidding i'm just <laughs> tweaking eric strother's nips if, if when the when the uh, red dead redemption 2 episode happens everybody knows who the guest is going to be um, but so we just have some stuff we want to talk about, sort of what we like to call bullshitty episode mm-hmm. where we kind of bullshit a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just have a good time. Like uh, there's plenty to talk about, even though there's nothing like huge. It's not like we're showing up being like, oh man, they announced Mortal Kombat 12, 12, yeah. 12, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Um, so listen i have to start off because um listen it's well established that the two of us love our buddy rob very much right Mm -hmm. anytime he comes up we have nothing but joy to express (laughs) with our friendship with him and and i like that is 100 percent legit i love rob he's Like, the other week when he showed up to play Dead by Daylight with us, I was so happy. Me too, man. It was Um, a great time. So, okay. A few weeks ago, I received a text from Steve saying, Hey, Rob's getting a Steam Deck and wants anime T-I-D-D-Y game recommendations. (laughs) And I said, you know what I said, Steve? What I says, I says, well, he came to the right place. Hold up. And I got a list together and sent it over to Steve. Right? And then that's all. And then Rob hanged, hung out. And then a couple of weeks ago, I get a text from Steve that's like, hey, I gave Rob your number. I hope that's okay. Of course it was okay. What happens then is Rob, 
adds me on sent you a bunch of nudes <laughs> yeah woof oof bro it looked like a a baby's arm holding an apple um like rick flair yeah <laughs> so uh what ends up happening rob adds me on steam and i'm like oh fuck yeah more steam friends the steam is by far like the game service i have the the fewest friends on right right i've got like two yeah yeah <laughs> so i add him as a friend and then later that night i'm hopping on my steam deck you know, I'm getting all comfy in bed. I'm saying, like, oh, I'm going to knock out about an hour in Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, and I notice I have a gift on Steam from Rob. And it's a game called Scarlet Maiden. Now, immediately, I go, ooh, this is a spicy game. <laughs> Buddy, it is... Light your ass on fire, spicy, buddy. Like, <laughs> it is. So, listen, I play the occasional anime TIDDY game, and they are, for the most part, pretty tame. Honestly, I could probably stream most of them. There's not actual, like, nudity and certainly no penetration. Bruh, <laughs> this Scarlet Maiden game is wild. <laughs> and, 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 like, I was texting with Rob about it because, like, listen, you know, no disrespect to any D-Gen like myself that might want to play an adult game because you're alone and down bad, right? Hanging out in your bed with your Steam Deck, right? <laughs> Not all spicy games are created equal, right? Like, there is, like, the, the Sinran Kagura, Kagura series, which is the series I have the most um, experience with, the one that was, like, the anime titty cooking game, the rhythm mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. No nudity, but, like, it's very cheesecakey. And as I have explored the series, not all of them are great. Like, the rhythm game was good. Their sort of action um, beat-em-up games are hit or miss. It's very repetitive, you know. Clearly not what's getting you into the game is the gameplay. Scarlet Maiden, however, is actually very fun. It is like a, a solid Metroidvania roguelike game that just happens to have wild shit going on in it bro <laughs> wild and then rob sends me a text and he says listen i i need a favor from you and you know me what do you need buddy i got it covered he said favor mcgee you need to have steve play scarlet maiden so you guys can do an episode about it and i said all right <laughs> so somewhere down the line i've only beaten two of the four bosses right so i've still got some time to go um there's there's potentially a very spicy eye potion coming down. Nice. And, and like as I'm playing it, I'm like, how do I even I don't even know how to do this. This is not my lane, man. All right. But I'm I'm welcome to the challenge. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Rise to the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm wanting to check it out. I'm I'm really appreciative of him for for buying that. Well, it's kind of oh. like your your friend buying you a uh like a porno magazine, something you got to hide from your, your parents. Yeah, buddy, I'll be sitting in my bed playing Scarlet Maiden. All of a sudden, I'll be looking over my shoulder like, oh, shit. No one, nobody's going to see it. Who's going to see it? Walter? He doesn't know what's going on. You know? He's going to look at you and judge. Dude. Um, and, and then I started getting, what's crazy is I got recommended another game that's also apparently pretty spicy. That's a tactics RPG. That was on uh -oh. sale. I haven't tried it yet, and I wish I could remember the name. Um, it's also spicy. But also spicy. So, listen, 
and very well reviewed. They're the people in the the Steam reviews were like, the only downside is you can't play with one hand, but this is a very good <laughs> tactics RPG. <laughs> um, See, that's what you don't typically get. You know, most of the talent goes into the spice, the actual yeah. field of of good work. <clears throat> Whereas, like, you got to be pretty pervy to uh, work on these games, and that tends to limit your. I don't know, man. Scope of programmers. I don't. Hey, listen, maybe this is a whole new lane. Maybe I'm about to open an independent studio, huh? Maybe so. Who knows? Um, so yeah, because we love Rob so much, it's it's coming. I don't yeah, know I'll, when I'll we're do working it. on it. But it, it, it's legitimately like a fun game, which was yeah. surprising. Like he described solid. it to me as Dead Cells on horny goat weed was basically what his elevator pitch was. It is that is one hundred percent accurate. Let me tell you. Nice. Uh, it's got like a nice upgrade tree, varied enemies. Like, granted, the enemies might be a dude in a gimp mask running at you with his cock out, but varied enemies <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Did you kill with a spear? He's uh, got his cock out. He's sticking his cock out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the first thing I wanted to cover. Um. Another thing I wanted to mention, I kind of mentioned Yakuza Kiwami, loving that game. Good, good. In, in pure Kiwami 2. In pure Yakuza fashion, I'm still only in like the third chapter. Mm -hmm. um, there's this really funny um, new added heat action element in Kiwami 2. So like, you know, like you'll run around the city and you make friends with people by doing side quests for them. Sure. Well, then after you do that, like they will be standing in the position like on the map where you met them and if you get in a random fight around them and use a heat action they'll run in and assist you as part of the heat action sick yeah so it's really funny like because so, you know you can imagine like some of the weird ass people you meet in a yakuza side quest right mm -hmm. well then imagine them coming in from out of nowhere and drop kicking you know some <laughs> fool or beating them with a a BDSM whip or whatever. Um, but then today, Steve sends me a screenshot of a hard drive um, headline. Or he sends me the... And, you know, it's like hard drive in the onion. Like, most of the time, you just need the headline right. to get the mm -hmm. joke. You read the headline, you're like, shit, that's funny. They got some Nailed talent. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends me one today related to Yakuza, and it's Yakuza boss would feel more comfortable discussing this shirtless on a rooftop. <laughs> and I laughed. Like, I, I had to mute my mic at work to laugh. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to read the article. And I got to say, there was a line in the article that was even funnier than the headline, and it's this. Once both parties had made their way to the rooftop, the leader of the rival Yakuza family, Tosono Iwami, monologued for approximately 15 minutes <laughs> about his careful planning of an intricate and at times convoluted criminal conspiracy involving an undersea World War II battleship, a teen pop sensation, and for some reason, slot car racing. Nailed it. That is I mean, brilliant. <laughs> Whoever wrote that has played a lot of Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Like that sure. comes from a love of the series because if any, the next time someone says, Hey, 
do you think a Yakuza game would be for me? Do you think I'd like it? I'm sending them that screenshot <laughs> and just being like, this kind of sums up what you need to know. Right. That's hilarious. Go forward. How does it run on the Steam Deck? Really good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, you're you know you're talking about a game that you know came out in the Xbox One slash PS4 era, so mm. it's not like you know super new. Um, Still does me good to hear that things run well on that little thing. Yeah, man, and and I think it's perfect because now I can do side stuff in my free time, like or or my work time when it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I want to stream it, I can just pull up my save on my PC. You know. Cause it saves all the saves and on the steam cloud and, and do that. Like I, I found that very um, enjoyable when I replayed Jedi fallen order early this mm-hmm. year. So like if I was streaming, I didn't necessarily want to just do all the weird side stuff that I'm obsessed with on stream. So I would do that when I wasn't streaming and then on streaming sort of focus on the story. And I think that's what I'm going to do with nice. Yakuza Kiwami too, as well. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I know some people do that with Elden Ring as well. Like they'll just knock out some of the dungeons or something like that or they're going to work or yeah. you know and then come home and play the main thing. Yeah, I, I I have every from game on my wish list on Steam. Those bitches never go on sale by the way. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Sekiro is the one that goes on sale the most commonly. That one usually gets 50% off at some yeah. point. At some point, I'm going to jump on them all just because I could foresee, you know, uh, before bed doing some farming runs or, or grinding yeah. lo- runs. And then, like, when I really want to sit down and play, either play on my, my TV or my gaming monitor, you know. Right. Yeah, the Dark Souls games run uh, really well on the Steam Deck. Now, we got to talk, <clears throat> speaking of Jedi Fallen Order, so we're... We're coming up on a week and a half, almost two weeks since the release of Jedi Survivor. And every single person in my life, except for Sal Perales, has already beaten the game. <laughs> I'm working and, on it. Yeah, but you you know, you tend to take these things. You take your time with these things, and there's yeah, nothing man. wrong with that. And I'm already, Steve, I'm already dre- dreading beating this game because I know I'm going to be bummed. Like, I'm already enjoying just getting in the game, hanging out with my buds and exploring you know what i mean and now like some of the cast from the first game is all starting to show back up and i'm like oh god i love this shit man it's very good Um, i feel like it's got good replay value too because of all the different stances like the first time through i just did the the dual stance and the double bladed just to kind of stay in my safe zone Mm -hmm. but then you know if i ever go back and play it again which i'm sure i will it's a great game I want to try like the cross guard stance more, the blaster stance. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just got the blaster stance last night, mm-hmm. um, and boy, is that game pretty. Now, one of the other topics we're going to be talking about this night, I think, has sort of overshadowed what's going on with Jedi Survivor, but I really feel bad for some of my friends that are playing that on PC, mm-hmm. like. My buddy King Tom, um, the last time I talked to him, because I actually hit him up to see if he wanted to do like a, a Blue Harvest Patreon thing with some sort of early reactions, right? He's stuck in the, the Rancor cave. And Oof. not because he can't beat the Rancor. He's stuck because it freezes anytime he tries to load in now. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, man. And it just, I mean, there is very clearly some 
PC optimization issues with Jedi Survivor. And if I feel like, you know, the first patch fixed it for, you know, a good amount of people, but there's still a lot of people out there struggling with it on PC. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd like to see the performance improved on the Series X, pr- quite frankly, a little bit. Um, I had some crash issues as well, unfortunately, nothing that bad, but I had a couple times where it, it locked up on me. And one time really effed me. It was like one of those times that where they choose to not give you another point for like oh a long God. time. Yeah. And I had to go through some tough shit oh, <laughs> and then I just had to sucks. do it again. It was like 45 minutes, but whatever the game rules, it's fun to play. So I didn't mind it quite as much. You yeah. Know? I haven't had any crashing issues and I'm playing on quality. So the performance mm-hmm. hasn't, I haven't noticed. I've noticed a couple of small hiccups, but nothing. I think playing on quality is probably the way to go because yeah. playing on performance, like I think that's where you're going to see the most Hitching of the, the glaring yeah. like issues that the game has. If you can hold your nose and deal with the 30 frames. <laughs> Ridiculous. We're, we're going to get to more of that, more of that here in a few minutes. Now I'll say this, like star wars action games right and in granted this game series falls more on sort of the action rpg uh, side of the spectrum than the the other series i'm gonna reference doesn't have the best track record with sequels and what i'm referring to is force unleashed to force Mm -hmm. unleashed 2 right force unleashed to force unleashed 2 is one of the most devastating drops (laughs) in quality from the initial entry to the second one um that's a shame having said that like i would take jedi survivor and jedi fallen order over force unleashed any day get the fuck out of here sam witwer i don't really go into this much on blue harvest because every sort of star wars actor has like their cheerleaders out there right i'm just going to come out and say it. we're flying under the radar here buddy let her rip I hate Sam Witwer. I don't like him. I just I'm not a fan do either. Not like him. One, One of the reasons I couldn't I couldn't play more than like ten minutes of Days Gone. Well, that also that game was stupid. I mean, <laughs> like fuck that, that game. Um, bro, bro, zombie shooter. I don't need it. But and like, I, based on personal things I've seen, first person. And interactions I've seen other people have with him, I, I just get the feeling that he's a massive douche. Now, I also want to say, when I say things I've seen, I'm not talking like real dark Harvey Weinstein <laughs> shit. Just your general thank God, dude is up his own ass douchebaggery. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't want it to seem like there's something super nefarious out there. In like a cliffy, in like a cliffy B kind of yeah, like early, but like in the '90s kind of way, but without the output of a cliffy B. You know right. what I mean? At to least Claff, cliffy B had, you know, he no, he did. Yeah, he had the a, output. a real tournament. Yeah, gears, gears of war. Yeah, yeah, not like and and Sam Witwer. Like we're talking about, he fucking strapped on the motion capture for the Force Unleashed, which was fun at the time but it, the story is dog shit the a sequel is worse than dog shit it's it's horse shit on top of dog shit <laughs> and every now and then i'll see somebody all puffing their chest out on twitter talking about there's this one fucking star wars youtuber who is just beyond the pale cringe buddy there's <laughs> I like I, I can't get into it too much i just can't because that'll be the next 40 minutes of this podcast but he he's like, you know what? 
if they made an adaptation of The Force Unleashed for Disney Plus, it would outsell everything. It would break viewership records. Oh, okay. No, it wouldn't, because that shit is goofy. <laughs> goofy. Get out here. <laughs> I'm going to beat my meat. <laughs> all right. All right. I just had to get that out. I love it, man. There's um, some other stuff you need to get out, I think, too. Oh. We need to talk about. Uh, we, we, do you want to talk about Redfall? Yeah, that was time? that was that was on on the agenda for tonight, right? Well, we've got you in that mindset, you know. So, <laughs> um, Redfall released, and I'm sure anybody that keeps up with this sort of thing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Knows. It ain't going well. It mm. ain't and didn't go well, right? Train wreck doesn't really even mm. begin to describe yeah, it. Yeah, we're talking like threes and fours, right? Now... I'm in a, in this case, a preferable position where if you guys go back in the high potion timeline and listen to the episode we did after that game was revealed, I have never once been excited <laughs> for this game. From the get-go, I was like, that shit looks goofy, right? Um, now, that being said, I never, like, there's not a single, well, I won't say a single, most games, I don't want to see them fail. The more good games out there, the better, in my opinion, because that breeds competition where people are trying to one-up each other and you get better and better games. Um, just because I wasn't interested in it doesn't mean I wanted it to fail. What I'm right. saying, saying is, like, it does not bum me out that it failed because from the get-go, I did not think it looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the vibe was was off from day one with that, and mm-hmm. the news just kept getting worse. And you know, yeah. it just seemed like everything you were hearing about it just was not good. Nothing was good. And then, I mean, to me, it's kind of the same. It's just kind of sad to me because it just seems like Xbox just cannot catch a winner on these see these games. Now that bums me out. Yeah, right? like, like that's that's the worst thing to me. I give a shit really about Redfalls. I feel bad for Arcane because mm-hmm. I ultimately believe that this is not the game that they wanted to put out, and that they were kind of in a cyberpunk situation where they were forced to. I mean, that'll we'll find that out eventually. Yeah, I want to know. No, yeah, yeah, I want to I mean, read the Jason Schreier deep dive on this one for yeah. sure. Well, the thing is, is that's a game that was delayed. Multiple times. Multiple times. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they weren't given the opportunity, you know? Right. Uh, ultimately, it seems like they probably needed some more time in, in the oven to bake. Mm-hmm. Or 
they just weren't up to the task for the type of game they were trying to build, right? Now, what's crazy to me, right? That seems like more of what is the case. They just weren't up to it. Yeah, and I well, feel like I feel like do you think that things were pushed on them via like Microsoft the things like uh, make it a looter shooter kind of deal? I don't think so. You think because, that was the idea from the beginning cuz they did kind of dabble with that a bit in Deathloop. Right. Well, and also it's not like this game was born post Microsoft acquisition. This game was in development when Microsoft acquired Bethesda, mm-hmm. right? Or Zenimax, which Bethesda and Arcane are part of. Um, now, you know, I, the, the one thing I want to make clear is I know dick about game development besides what I read in Jason Schreier reports or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So I don't want to come off like I'm some expert. Oh, yeah. But from what I understand, the scope and gameplay of a game is set very early in the sort of conceptual phase. So if I had to guess, the the concept of this game was already in place and being worked on when Microsoft bought ZeniMax. Um, and, and it's crazy to me, like you mentioned Deathloop, a game that I haven't played yet, so I can't speak to it, but got near universal acclaim critically right like Mm -hmm. it it was a game that was getting like nines and tens and their very next game is the complete opposite we're not talking like a oh it's like a six or a seven a three or a four right that's insane also to be fair to arcane there's two separate studios that's true i think there was it was not the same studio but with that said the studio that did this one was the same one that did the game prey Mm-hmm. in 2017 which i think is great like yeah. i think that game is awesome well okay so even if we just can you know compare right, it with internal two. studios mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. like i, I, I think believe, it's hard to believe that the right. same studio that did that well i think we could same. look at it this way right so we there's a couple of different studios within from right there's like the miyazaki stuff that's like dark souls dark souls 3 elden ring right he consults on some of the others but then there's the other studio right that did like dark souls 2 uh sakuro Mm -hmm. and is doing armored core Mm -hmm. so sakuro another game that near universal acclaim you know got a lot of game of the year awards and shit it would be like if uh, armored core came out later this year and people were like it's a two or three you know like so i don't know man i i do kind of wonder if it's a anthem situation where the studio was working on a concept that just sort of didn't work from the right. ground up and maybe they didn't have the time resources or ability to pull off the initial concept because there's things in that game that are that should not be issues anymore like enemy ai yeah you know um i don't know man and like part of me wanted it to be successful because I'm fucking sick of zombies, right? Like mm-hmm. and at least this wasn't a looter shooter with zombies in it. Like right. at least they were doing vampires instead of zombies. <laughs> Which, you know, I could get down behind if if this game if this was the opposite and this game came out and people were like, Holy shit, it's fun. Like get your buddies together and play it, it's such a good time. I guarantee you we would have been playing this last Yeah, we would have checked it out. Yeah. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And Nick would have been a, a complaining about how loud the audio was the first time he booted <laughs> it up. Oh my God, you know it. And like, once again, Arcane, I've played Prey, excellent game. I like the Dishonored games. So yeah. it wasn't, they're, they're a studio that I general, generally enjoy and was certainly not rooting against them. I want them to continue to be successful. It seems like they have a bit of a problem with, they're one of those studios that, produces games that are fun and are well reviewed and well well received but don't necessarily sell super great do you get right. that vibe mm-hmm. from them yeah oh, like sure. the dishonored yeah. stuff and Prey. big time yeah mm-hmm. um and i don't know if maybe this was their attempt to break out to a larger audience with like a looter shooter or a game yeah. as a service game or something i don't know i think you're right that sounds that sounds plausible and i mean the whole anthem parallel is is right on too i think yeah just <clears throat> not everybody can pull off that successfully yeah and you know not every studio has the luxury of 10 plus years to work on a game like rockstar right like mm-hmm. not every studio can do that they have to get these games out eventually they can't just keep working on them which sucks because at the end of the day more time spent on it and ensuring up those systems and and the game itself would be in its benefit. Mm -hmm. But that was not the case. And Mm -hmm. what, buddy, I'm dying for Xbox to get a hit because I am an Xbox fanboy. I have no problem saying that, right? Like Mm -hmm. the 360 is one of my favorite systems of all time. I feel like it was the system that sort of reignited my passion for console gaming. Because post sort of PlayStation 1, launch of the PlayStation 2, I got back into PC gaming in a big way because of MMOs, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. EverQuest, Star Wars Galaxies, um, you know, uh, obviously Warcraft 3, mm-hmm. StarCraft, like all that stuff. Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2, baby. <laughs> um, some of the original Battlefields even. Call of um, Duties, yeah. I loved those old Call of Duties. Right? So, like, um, and, like, I have nothing but favorable memories of my time with the 360, right? Mm-hmm. That's the system that made me an Xbox fanboy. And it's the system, like, it fucked up all the time and it still didn't, like, affect my love for that system. Yeah, once they got that figured out with the later models and we yeah. were play stars, it was all good. The library was incredible. Yeah. That, you know? I mean, and so many games that I, or franchises that I consider to be my favorite franchises in gaming history, right? where I was either introduced to or my love for them grew exponentially on the 360. Mm-hmm. The Witcher, with The Witcher 2, that's the first time I ever played that franchise, fell in love with it. Uh, Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Um, honestly, Street Fighter, because of yep. Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4. You know, the, brought me back hard. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat reboots. like, it, And it goes on and on. Um from there, you know, even though some of those games were cross-platform, mm-hmm. I just played them on the 360. To this day, if a game is cross-platform, nine times out of ten, I'm going to buy it on the Xbox. 
Like I played uh, Like a Dragon on the Xbox. I'm playing Jedi Survivor on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get Street Fighter Six on the PlayStation because long, long time ago, Steve and I made a pledge like all our fighting games are on the PlayStation so we can always at least play against each other. And that's mm -hmm. paid off so far. Um, yeah, but, I got all my From games on PlayStation as well because of Bloodborne. Well, and so, I went with I went with Elden Ring on the PlayStation right. because Steve got Elden Ring on the PlayStation. I was like, well, at least I can summon his ass if I need help. And <laughs> that's that a good paid move off. too. Yeah, 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 that was a good move. It was better on the PlayStation. <clears throat> so, you know, but the thing is, is I don't want my Xbox just to be a cross-platform console Cho you know the choice for the cross-platform games i want mm -hmm. there to be a reason for me to have that series x that is unique to it game pass is certainly one of those and, and i think game pass is very strong for the brand of xbox and and it offers an amazing value and even if it's not a huge release on game pass that i would be very excited about um Nine times out of ten, if I go look through Game Pass and what's on there, I'm like, shit, that looks cool. I'm going to download it. Will I play it? Fuck me. I don't know. But I'm going <laughs> to download it and think about it. Mm -hmm. um, they need a hit, man. I will feel a lot better. And it makes me very nervous that if Starfield comes out and gets the typical Bethesda reaction. Right. Know? But what if it gets sevens? like in the seven reactions and stuff like i mean people will be like well that's great it's good game and all that but still it's like damn it you know there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on that game now there is and oh, i like if anybody can pull it off it's bethesda and todd howard i have you gotta faith think in it's them. gonna be great right like, like i mean I, once again the only mark i can make against bethesda is fallout 76 and again it just seems like a misguided attempt to get into the whole games as a service thing like yep. i like fallout 4 and 3 and oblivion and skyrim and you know morrowind and all mm -hmm. that shit um and really honestly i think the the biggest mark against them is fallout 76 i know not yep. everybody was crazy about fallout 4 but it sold crazy well. those people are crazy that game rules yeah it sold well and it was well re well reviewed and stuff right Starfield's got a lot riding on it. Mm -hmm. Whoa, it, it makes me nervous, and I'm not even involved in it. I don't, <laughs> I didn't invest a single Dogecoin in it. Right. You know, the days are coming when they're going to have they're going to have a hit, even if Starfield doesn't. There's going to be one, mm -hmm. whether it's next year or the year after, or whenever. It's it's. I understand the frustration though of being like watching all your it's like the spongebob meme where you see them playing outside from your window watching your friends play like the last of us 2 and yeah. ghost of tsushima and you know well, what i mean like, and this is the other thing like <clears throat> whose fault is it ultimately is it phil spencer no not I, phil spencer because like that dude seems like when you look at it on paper he came in in the middle of a disaster with the xbox one right yep. and he's who ushered in game pass he who is who ushered in a lot of the high profile exciting acquisitions that xbox has made like zenimax and you know all those those companies right the problem is is we haven't seen a lot of interesting shit 
from those acquisitions yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <coughs> honestly, um, besides Gravity Rush, which was successful. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gravity Rush, different game. Hi-Fi Rush, which was a surprise release and was real well-regarded and everything. Yes, but, it was. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen anything Xbox Xbox exclusive-wise uh, from the ZeniMax ac- acquisition until Redfall. And that ain't coming out the gate strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Gosh, I mean, it really does go back to the just awful game plan they had with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, what a what a disaster that was in retrospect. Fumbled, like, I mean, they were in the lead. They had goodwill of gamers everywhere. And, and they had, some of those ideas actually were even good. I just feel like they needed to wait a few years to focus on them. Yeah. They needed and, to be focused more on games at that point. You know, point. like, <clears throat> when it was all said and done, that generation of consoles was very close. Mm-hmm. PlayStation actually outsold them, but not like by leap and leaps and bounds like they did with the four, right? With the mm-hmm. PlayStation Four. Um, and so are you talking about the uh, the 360 era? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, Xbox had a lead for quite a while. Now, granted, they had a lead when PlayStation themselves were struggling with the initial release of the PlayStation Three and its crazy price tag and <laughs> not great games, but. Right. Listen, they course corrected. Right? Yes, they fixed the ship real quick, quick yeah. <laughs> bro. And then, I mean, listen the the proof is in the franchises, right? So they course corrected, and what did we get? We got Uncharted, we got The Last of Us, we got God of War three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just some of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Final Fantasy seven remake. Well, that was on the four. Now, oh, this, four. I'm you're talking about the three. Yeah, I'm talking I'm about the three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, Good good point but <laughs> it sucks because every time and i know it's goofy all right every time xbox would get a studio i liked i was be like fuck yeah man that's what i'm talking about now they're gonna put out something real fucking cool especially cons- considering they seem to be uh snatching up a lot of rpg developers and that's my favorite genre um i just have yet to see anything and then like part of it phil spencer to me seems like the kind of guy who at the end of the day is willing to take the pr hit to try and ensure that the game is good like Mm -hmm. and for instance delaying the launch of halo infinite a full year after the series x launched right that was originally going to be a launch game with the series x and they delayed it by a year but even then didn't light the world on fire, Halo Infinite. I loved it. I loved my time playing it with you guys. I thought I'm the saying. campaign was fun and like a nice sort of soft reboot to the series, gameplay-wise. Yeah. I mean, um, we obviously played a shitload of that yeah, multiplayer. But, we unlocked two full battle passes and uh, like probably 100-something hours into the multiplayer. Yeah. If, and, you know. And it just but it didn't light the world on fire right? no it did not make waves and obviously you know and and listen sacred icon guys like please we we love you don't be bringing this smoke to me all right <laughs> some of the halo fan base can be a little shitty oh i'm sure they know right? that well. yeah oh, i'm sure <laughs> they do right um so you you also have to take that into account with some of the 
quote-unquote reaction in Infinite, like you do with any time they release Star Wars stuff. Of course, you yeah. Know? Um, and then, you know, since then, since Halo came out, what? Yeah, crickets. Hi-Fi Rush and Redfall. Starfield has been delayed, which is fine. Every time it's been delayed, Steve and I get on this show and we're like, it's okay. Yeah, would we rather it be delayed be than a Redfall fucking situation. That game should have been canceled, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I like think a I, year or two ago. I think probably. that is a situation where the right decision that Phil Spencer could have made there would have been like, hey guys, like let's just cut our losses. What's your next idea? Clearly, <laughs> yeah. you're a studio that comes up with good ideas, right? Mm -hmm. sucks. Oof. Um, and then you know uh, the problem is is microsoft is a fucking behemoth right like it, it it is not incorrect to say they have a amount of capital to do this sort of thing that way outpaces sony right because microsoft isn't just xbox right it's everything right. microsoft yeah it's so many things and sony while they are not just consoles they also have their consumer electronics they they're not the size of a company as microsoft but <laughs> clearly that shit doesn't matter because sony is pop pumping out fucking god of war ragnarok right um uh, it's got final fantasy 16 as a timed exclusive Final Fantasy VII Remake was supposed to be a, a timed exclusive. Because we'll see on that one. Well, we'll no, it's, concer it's, conf it's confirmed as a time timed exclusive, but who the fuck knows what the time is? Yeah, you know? it could be like 10 years. Um, that's another thing, too, is like when you look at the exclusives Sony has, when they come out on the console, they run fantastic usually day one. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can't really remember a time when I didn't get like a at least solid good experience right away out of the box maybe mm -hmm. some some tweaks were needed here and there but well like uh, so you know towards the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle to me in my opinion the three biggest releases were Last of Us 2 Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy 7 Remake and i played all three of those on a base model PS4 not a pro mm -hmm. and they all ran fine yeah i played them on pro yeah and uh, the the pro was basically locked at 30 frames anyway. That's why I went back and replayed like all those games when I got my PlayStation 5 because you could play them all in 60 frames. Mm -hmm. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know. I but yeah, I, they ran great. I have faith in that Xbox. Like, I saw this tweet. I wish I could remember who it was. But this guy on Twitter, maybe it was somebody from IGN, was essentially saying, like, the golden days of Xbox back in the 360, to, like, kids nowadays, they didn't experience that. They have no, ex they have no memory or uh, affinity for Xbox from the 360 days, right? You know what I mean? This reminds me of when Alabama football was bad <clears throat> in, like, the... 2000s and people were like these kids today they don't remember the bear they have no idea who the bear is why would they go there you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's, it's the same same thing right right that's 100 right and i don't know i just if starfield 
comes out and it's really good. I'm going to be stoked because I'm very excited for that game. Well, we love Bethesda. Uh, we love those Bethesda RPGs, man. Yes. And listen, I'll fucks around with dragons and swords and magic all day. <laughs> love it. Fucking love it. I'll fuck around with some fucking Mad Max post-apocalyptic. I got a pit boy on my hand. Ooh, power armor all right. day. Yeah. But and- you want to know what I really fucks with, Steve? <laughs> Space. Space. <laughs> So I personally, like, the exact opposite of the investment I had in Redfall applies to Starfield. I'm very invested in that one and very excited for it. And I really hope that, you know, it it delivers. You I know, and, and we're all going to be fine with a little bit of jank on that in that game. You know what I mean? I think we're all expecting it. Yeah, it's it comes with the territory. Yeah. Of, when you make games that ambitious, mm-hmm. you know. You, you cut someone a little bit of slack with that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and there's, um like, listen, like, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Like, <laughs> let, like, any, as long as it's it's glitches or, or Bethesda weirdness that, that lets people, like, laugh and make memes, that's the money spot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's absolutely. still Skyrim memes popping up on my feed to this day. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of the charm of a, of a Bethesda game. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Like sometimes those moments that are unintentionally weird and off are the best ones. You Ooh. know, the ones that endure as long as it's not time. game breaking or, exactly. or yep. fun breaking or enjoyment breaking. I don't even know at this point what I'm trying to say, but it just works. Isn't that what Todd Howard says? Yeah, it just works. Works. Just works. Um, I hope Starfield is awesome. I really hope Starfield is awesome. You know, if it's not, will it be the end of the world? Well, for Xbox, bro. What? Okay, so what's after Starfield? Well, they're going to have a showcase soon. Yes, in In a couple of weeks. And yeah, and we'll and I'm sure we'll just. Oh boy, there's a high potion episode. Got exactly. Em. Content. So Cottage there's going to be it's actually two. It, there's like a there's a Xbox presentation and then immediately following is a Starfield presentation. Mm-hmm. So Fuck that's yeah. awesome. Um, and I think Sony's got one coming not too far off. And that would probably uh, well. be Spooderman related. I believe so. I, I saw so. a quote from um the Insomniac guy today that said they're working hard to make this the best video game of all time is what they were saying oh oh, oh, fuck me so i think playstation fans are probably smiling big thinking about that one i mean that's the thing man when i sit down and i think about the last generation right when i think about the generation before that one i think of the 360 i think of You know, eating roly-poly, smoking blunts, and playing <laughs> fighting games while we listen to Lady Gaga, or playing Halo Three, or my experience with the Mass Effect trilogy, so on. Everything and so forth. we did was on the 360. The, the, your PlayStation Three was basically like a gimmick machine we would play ragdoll kung fu on. Yeah, or you, know I mean? you would come over and I'd be like, "Hey, you want to see this game called Demon Souls?" <laughs> Or I, I you want to watch me play Infamous for ten minutes? You know what I mean. 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, the 360 was the no-brainer of that generation, um, whereas, like, the PlayStation 4 was whew, the no-brainer Well, that's of the what following. I'm going to say. When I think about my experiences with the last Xbox generation, right, with the Xbox One, I think I have a lot of positive memories of playing games online with you guys, right? Dead by Daylight. Um, even even nights playing like The Division or Destiny. Doo-doo mm-hmm. ass games like those. <laughs> it was fun because I'm hanging out with you guys, you know? But when I th- sit and think of like my favorite gaming experiences from the last generation, it's Insomniac Spider-Man. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. Ghost of Tsushima. Final Fantasy XIV on a console. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of those most memorable, most enjoyable gaming experiences from the last uh, console generation or PlayStation. Bloodborne. 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 <laughs> um. And to be fair, right now it's kind of neck and neck uh, mm-hmm. for as yeah. far as what I've enjoyed on the Series X versus the PlayStation 5. But I have made the conscious decision to weigh, like, to even the scales by playing cross platform games on the Series X. It right. just happens to be that there are some excellent ass games that are coming out on both Jedi mm-hmm. Survivor, you know, Ish and whatever the fuck, you know? Absolutely. The list goes on and on. So. Yeah, and I've, I mean, like, as far as the PlayStation 5 exclusives so far, they've been, I would say, you know, pretty good, right? Not like Demon they, Souls. I love the Demon Souls remake, obviously. Yeah. That's like but my that's top But that's a parts. remake, right? It's a like, remake. Yeah, yeah, it's a remake. Um, you know, the Ratchet and Clank game was good. Um, from what I understand, never played it. It was. Um, it was good. Returnal is good. Um, not a not, system seller. Not a, you took the words right out of my mouth. Not a system seller. Uh-uh. Um, uh, Forspoken is kind of a turd. Um, was that? Yeah, that was uh, exclusive, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Real, yeah, kind of real feather in your cap, huh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Their days gone with this generation, basically. So. Oof. No, I think, I think I'd rather play Forspoken. No Sam Whitwer. Um, Point. Uh, I'll say this. Um, God of War Ragnarok was a very good game. Yes. Yeah, I think we need to... It's hard for us to separate it because we got frustrated with some elements of it, but Mm -hmm. we got frustrated with elements that we didn't have to engage with. Exactly. You know what I mean? Good point. But story-wise, writing-wise, performance-wise, graphically, blah, 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 that was an incredible game. That one I'm going to give them. Ran incredibly well. Ran incredibly well. Now... There's a big boy around the corner called Final Fantasy 16. That's a big one for your old pal Halls. Good lord. And if all goes according to plan, you're also going to have Spider-Man 2 this year. Sometime after that, you know. So, uh, you want you want you want my old tinfoil hat um holidays? Yeah. Spider-Man 2? That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking I I think it might be that's their system seller for the holidays. September-ish right like that that early beginning of the holiday season like towards the september end of september release for the holidays 
Um, and then I think uh, the next Sony pl presentation we get, I think it will probably be heavily focused on Spider-Man 2. And I think they will reveal Ghost of Tsushima 2. Oh, my God. Yep. I, don't, I don't know, man. I feel like they're just... I, I mean, it feels like mm -hmm. Sucker Punch was just advertising for openings recently. I feel like they're not even ready. No, they do that, buddy. They were... Uh, I hope you're right. Man. They were advertising that. for story people on Jedi Survivor like eight months ago. Oh, okay. Like, they'll hire <laughs> all the way up through those motherfuckers. I guarantee you, the minute they finished Ghost of Tsushima 1, there was a small team brainstorming two. And then, you know, a smaller team was working on the DLC for one. They've been working on that game. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It was too successful Ooh. critically and sales-wise for there not to be another one. So, Boy, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait either. Oh, man. man. I'm going to dress up as a samurai for like a week leading up to that one. Uh, Just yeah. be out delivering flowers. I'm, I'm going to be that. Gear. I'm going to do like the Auron from Final Fantasy VII Samurai. You know, the samurai that got the one arm bandaged up. And uh -huh. I'll be like, there ain't nothing wrong. Why don't you bandage up the one leg, you weirdo? Because <laughs> it doesn't look as cool. <laughs> but yeah, we'll obviously be doing high potions on both the uh, uh -huh. Xbox stuff and the Sony stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, I... I don't regret having a Series X. It's a great console. It's like, strong, great console, great load times. I like, look the backwards compatibility is fucking phenomenal. Is great. It's, it's great. Like Game the, Pass the, is great. You know, one thing that really st like I'm stoked about is like I'm so excited for Starfield, and I don't have to spend a single extra bit of money on it. Yeah, that's true. You know, and like we're in a year that's a it's really fucking expensive if you're into gaming, right? Mm -hmm. Like. In the next month and a half, there's three games I want to get: Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6, and Diablo 4. Mm -hmm. And these aren't like a oh, I kind of want. <laughs> like I really want to play all three of those. So a four, a six, and a four, uh, a sixteen. Yeah, all <laughs> all fucking sequels, bro. And let's be honest, uh, Street Fighter Six might as well be called like Street Fighter Twenty. All right, I was gonna say, you know, like come on, like just because you guys throw an ultra on it or a alpha. I know, but the thing is, and this is like to be fair to them, when they do change the number, it's a big change. The the game typically looks pretty different yeah. from from one to one, and this this six is looks nothing like five to me. Plays no. much the same, but the look wise, oh um, my goodness, it's it's wild. And you know, we have been wondering whether there was going to be another beta for Street mm -hmm. Fighter Six, mm -hmm. and Steve went out of town for a wedding a couple weeks ago, and there was that Street Fighter presentation. And he was like, I know they're going to announce a fucking, I know they're going to announce a beta and it's going to be the weekend I'm gone. And so I'm sitting there watching it on stream. It was hosted by Lil Wayne for some reason. Still can't <laughs> put that one together. Yeah, hey, that's my man. He's a Packer fan. Love right. him. Good for you, man. And <laughs> so I'm watching and they're like, and available now on the PlayStation 5. And I was like, oh shit, I don't want to have to be the one to break this to see. They go, the Street Fighter Six demo. And I go, ooh, what does that mean? Does that, is there multiplayer? Can we play it online? And then I load that bitch up, and you can only play as Ryu and Luke, and there's no multiplayer. Delete it! Get out of here! I got no use for you, demo. 
Get yeah, out I of here. Sniff that demo. But and then, then they didn't. They announced it. Yep. Yesterday, I'm at work, and Mike Papa, shout out to you, buddy. I know you listen. And Mike, we are absolutely going to have you on for a Final Fantasy episode of some sort. I promise. Oh, love Any, you, Papa. Anytime we talk about Final Fantasy, he sends me a text that goes, "You talked about Final Fantasy without your boy Mike Pappas again." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, maybe it's because you refer to yourself in the third person, bro." I love that though. <laughs> I know. I'm just. Fucking with him. <laughs> I'm just fucking with him. Um, he sends me a link to there being an open beta for Street Fighter starting May 19th. And I go, oh, shit. Well, clearly, I'm sure Jeff has already. Because Jeff has like some kind of Matrix-ass jack in the back of his head. Where the minute Street Fighter news drops, he drops it in our little uh, Street Fighter group chat that we have with Absentee Daddy Randy. Hello, Daddy. Hello. Um, and... I was like, oh, shit, well, I got to go see what the dudes are saying about this. And I pulled up that go that group chat, fucking tumbleweeds, bro. I got to break the news. You sure did. Look at me breaking the news. I didn't see it. I was cooking, and then I saw it like 30 minutes later and got it really excited. Yeah. Only bummer is it's the same eight characters from the closed beta that we played at the end of last year. So no Cammy, Manal, Marissa. Marissa, yeah. yeah. But... That's how right. Ken. Ken. Yeah. No, none of my mains. Ryu right. is sort of a main for me, but like, listen, once that full roster's out and I got my dick skinners on Cami and Honda, Honda. and yep. Blanca, and then I start fucking around with them a little Marissa, maybe. Sorry, Ryu. We'll see. We'll see you when we see you, bro. Yeah, man. I oh, God, I can't wait for my new rotation on oh. Street Fighter Six. Why? Steve? I put so much effort into getting good at charge characters, and I gotta be honest, I've heaten up with Balrog, aka Ball Hog, Oof. a yeah, whole lot, are. and his ass ain't even. We're getting Ed before Balrog. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's some tragic shit, man. Yeah, that's the tragic, most tragic shit I heard. Ed, get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Whatever, man. I'm excited for. So from the DLC, the I'm, day like, I'm stoked about three of four. Yeah, I, I, Rashid, because I I fucked around with Rashid a little bit in five. You did. Um, Rashid, I'll check out. Aki, I think I'm going to be all about. Just the character design that they showed. I was like, ooh, lady, here we go. Hello, mommy. Um, <laughs> Akuma. Yeah, how can uh, you not love him? Yeah, and it's like Daddy Akuma, like old man yeah. Akuma, like <laughs> like lemon party Akuma. <laughs> bruh what if what if his his fighter introduction scene was just him and galkin in a lemon party oh man oh geez spicy just ruined the rest of my night <laughs> or made it better um and then ed man oh i gotta tell all right so we're getting close to the end of the episode i've been weaning myself off of my sleeping medicine prescription um and it has caused me to have some wild ass dreams, right? Not even of the spicy variety, right? I'm not waking up with hands that look like Shinji from End of Evangelion, right? <laughs> so the He's other taking his cock out. He's pulling his cock out. <laughs> uh, the other night, I had a dream that me, you, our buddy JJ, my buddy JJ, your buddy JJ, and Nick, I think, was the group. We were on a, and Will, 
we're on a road trip in a big ass SUV, obviously with that many people in the car, right? And like I have vague memories of us like like at one point JJ was freestyle rapping and we were like digging it. And then at one point, um, we were fighting over what music to listen to. But long story short, the dream ended up with us at a house that I don't recognize, and we're all going up and knock on the door and our buddy Jeff answers and he's dressed up like Ed from Street Fighter V. <laughs> and not like the edgelord kind of cool version of his costume that Jeff uses when he plays Adam. The one with the lame ass little lieutenant hat and like uh. the military uniform. And in my dream, I was the only one that thought it was weird. Like everybody else was like, oh shit, what's up buddy? Give us a tour, show us around the place. And I was like, why is this guy dressed like Ed from Street? I think that's how much I hate that character and Jeff playing him fucks with me. It's nice. deep in my subconscious. <laughs> oh, dude. Gets uh, in your head. Old Akuma, Galkin, and Oro in Ooh. a lemon party. God, you looked so satisfied with yourself when uh -huh. you told me that, too. <laughs> Yeah, because two old dudes isn't much of a lemon party. That's more like a lemon social gathering, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so you can follow Steve on Twitter. <laughs> you hey, man, we finished The Mandalorian. Oh, hell yeah. What'd you think? I loved it. Hell yeah. Despite what those ladies at Canobite, their black, black hearts want you to think. I, I enjoyed this season a lot. You know, different strokes for different folks. They certainly, you know, like that's what I think is beautiful is that you can be really good friends with somebody that you met through Star Wars and your opinions on Star Wars are completely different. And it's really important because sometimes you should not be friends with someone because of their opinion on Star Wars. And it's because their opinion reveals that they're a horrible person right exactly. it's not like they're just like eh, it didn't work for me or i thought it was silly it's more like i don't want to see women in star wars <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean like if it's just a matter of like hey you liked it i didn't like it it's not because i'm a bad person it's just because of course it didn't not work for me yeah. then that's mm -hmm. fine totally fine um, those ladies rule man yeah uh, they had a lot of nice things to say about our podcast and i just wanted to shout them out yeah they both came by uh both of the of the streams our 100 and the the blue harvest 400 holy moly oh man congratulations on that man Thanks, can i buddy. just say how proud i am of you like, I appreciate you know, it, like buddy. you've been doing this for such a long time just plugging away doing your thing and it's it's like content for so many people you know like i listen to your shit all the time Maybe I'm, a little too much content fan. sometimes. <laughs> no way, man. It's great. And I'm really proud of you for doing it this long. And you and Will, your friendship, man, it shines through every week. It's lovely to listen to. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Now you could go back and listen to those Mando episodes. I am going to. Uh, yeah. and, and hear me get real petty when they started making sequel trilogy references because there's this fucking cottage industry of bullshit Star Wars YouTubers that are like, I heard that... John Favreau and Dave Filoni are gonna retcon the sequel trilogy in Mandalorian Season 3. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Star Wars Theory, you fucking dipshit. That's right! I don't care how many views you get, you dumbass Sam Witwer sucks!
You can follow Steve on Twitter <laughs> at Stone Cobra. You can follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. You can follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Please leave us a review. I love you, buddy. I love you too, buddy. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.